Welcome to episode 62. As always, you can find the podcast on the web at enterprisehardcorepodcast.com. You'll find all the social media and streaming links there. As always, make sure you give us a follow on Instagram at Enterprise Hardcore Podcast. You'll find all the upcoming episode, episodes and flyers, uh, stuff like that, as well as some cool old hardcore stuff on there. Uh, I got a ton of up- upcoming episodes, so just make sure you keep an eye on the website and the social medias. Uh, as always, there's a Patreon. Thanks to everybody who's supported it so far. I got a bunch of incentives coming in March. Um, and like I've been saying on the last few episodes, I'm uh, upgrading some gear and going to be doing some live episodes soon. So as, like I said before, thanks to everybody who supported it so far. Uh, so yeah, this is episode 62. Uh, I think this is our first uh, our first dive into Virginia on the podcast tonight. I, I've had a few people that have ties to there, but I don't think I've actually talked to anybody from there. So this should be fun. Uh, we're going to be talking to Kendall from the band Heavy is the Head. Uh, how's everything going for you tonight, man? What's good, buddy? Everything's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, everything's going good here. Uh, sorry for the delay on the interview. I uh, had a couple uh, 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 kid issue problems, as I'm sure you can relate to. So No worries, my man. I'm a dad myself, and I totally get it. But yeah, I know I know, I know. know we'll be talking about the band and stuff, and I'm curious to, to hear about a lot of the stuff, but I know uh, you guys just did a weekend right before we were recording this, so uh, tell me how that went. We did. Uh, it went really, really well. Um, we played in Virginia Beach on Friday, uh, and then we went down to South Carolina. We played in Somerville, uh, which is like, from what I understand, it's like right outside of Charleston. Um, and then we uh, ended uh, up in Richmond, at a house show the first two dates we did uh with a band called pure bliss uh they're actually up from like syracuse um isn't that where you're at up in up in new york like that right too aren't you yeah i'm based out of rochester i, I haven't i haven't checked in on those guys yet but i had another band from syracuse called uh deal with god a couple of their guys have either been on or going to be on here and, they, and they're they're yeah. down, they're down with those guys so yeah how to go with yeah. those guys uh great man those dudes are awesome and hopefully we can gig with them a bunch more i mean they uh, I think we have really similar sounds where we would be do we would do really really well touring together. Um, but I mean, yeah, the the show was the shows were great, man. Lot lots of kids came out, uh, lots of fun. Um, the the our show in Richmond we ended. Uh, it was a house show uh, with a bunch of it was a big mixed bill show, um, which is which is awesome. I love opportunities like that where like kids that normally wouldn't come to a hardcore show or be exposed to us, I guess, uh, got to see it. And they definitely messed with, you know, they loved it just because that's what, I mean, punk rock and hardcore and all that kind of stuff. We're all weirdos that aren't normal. And so we all listen to alternative music and that's what it is. Punk rock, grindcore. We played with a grindcore band last night. Like it was awesome. I mean, just, we all, we all love that kind of stuff. So. Now, like I said in the intro, I've had a few people on here who have had ties to Richmond. Like my friend Mike lived there for a couple of years, uh, like 10 or 15 years ago. And kind of like you were referencing with the house shows, there was like a lot of house and or basement shows there in that era. Like I know we're kind of in different times with COVID and stuff, but like, is that is that still kind of how it's been there with a lot of like house shows and like basement shows there? Uh, yeah, we um, uh, we have a good friend that runs a house that has a house show uh, that you, he he hasn't had one since COVID. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a ton of them going around. There's a place called Crystal Palace that has shows, uh, that's a house. Um, this, uh, the show we, I don't know if they like actually have a, have a name for the place that we played last night, but, um, yeah, it was a, it was a basement and it was cool, man. House shows are cool vibe, man. They, it's, 
I mean, it's like a 10 by 10 room. So if there's like three people in there, it's like a sold out arena show where you think you're like, it makes, it makes the artists feel better. <laughs> yeah, no, I can totally, totally understand that. So yeah, let's take it back a little bit though. I, I know you guys are kind of like a newer band, so to speak. Um, how did the band all come about? Uh, yeah, so we've been, uh, we've been a band for uh, about a year now. Um, uh, it, we formed and a lot of bands are coming out of this lockdown stuff as bands. Um, we, uh, our, our two guitar players got together, uh, Nick and Rich a long time ago, or not a long time ago, but they were the first ones to kind of get together. Um, uh, and then I've known, I've known Nick, uh, one of our guitar players since, I mean, we were like in diapers together. Our moms were friends. So like, We've known each other forever, uh, and and he's always wanted to work with me. I've always wanted to work with him, um, and and then everything else kind of fell into place with uh, Andrew. We just our drummer was uh, we were he's been a we he played in bands that all of our bands played with, and it, he wasn't playing with anybody. He hadn't played drums in a while, um, uh, and then our original bass player Jimmy, uh, he same thing, just friends and. He came and joined and uh, we kind of, we, uh, Jimmy kind of stepped down a couple months ago uh, and our current bass player, uh, Mern is a super old friend of mine. Um, and so it's really just a bunch of friends, man. Uh, and we've all want, always wanted to play together and now we've gotten the opportunity to uh, kind of do it. And it's, it's rad, man. It's, 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 it's been a lot of fun. Any uh, any noteworthy bands that you guys were in before, or mostly like local type stuff? Or? Uh, yeah, just local bands. Um, uh, I I toured a little bit of a million years ago with a band called Buried Among Us, um, and uh, our guitar player Nick uh, is in uh, another a band called Seraph, uh, which which are they're they're pretty big in the Richmond scene as far as and they're like a I don't know, like a death metal band, I guess you would call it. I, I don't know, man. I don't know all that kind of label stuff, but like, yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing of note. So when you guys started forming this band, was there like an idea in place of like where you wanted to go with the sound and, and stuff like that? Um, I don't know, man. I think, um, so I, I kind of saw the bigger, I can't speak for everyone else. Uh, I saw the big picture when it first started happening because, um, Nick is like Mr. Shred equipment. Like he's such a good guitar player, man. Uh, so he loves that thrash solo speed metal, like stuff like that. Um, and, and at least like I am, and I know Andrew is, we're like old hardcore kids, man. Um, and so I knew the mixture of those two things is was hot that's i love that kind of stuff like uh, like dead heat uh like drain like all those like california like thrash hardcore bands coming out right now like i love that stuff and i and i knew that's what was gonna this was gonna kind of be acquainted to because you got a band half hardcore kids half metal kids and when you combine the two it's it's a beautiful thing i love it yeah, no, I agree. And and sometimes when you say metal and hardcore together, my, my I'm not I'm not going to be as as like a much of a fan of it. But when I listen to your guys' stuff, I see more of a hardcore influence personally. You know what I mean? And maybe the stuff that you guys haven't released uh, yet has yeah, it's, metal. It's so funny, man. I it 
so I mean, I, I call it metalcore because it's, it's metal and hardcore, but it's, it's not a metalcore band. Uh, but like it, we're a really metallic hardcore band. Uh, but if you're in the metal, we're a really hardcore metallic band. Uh, so it, it I, I I think it marries both of them pretty well. I think it suits all of our personalities in the band pretty well. Yeah, no, I hear you. And it's, it's, it's and I get, I get you saying about the labels too. It's hard to really like peg everything these days because there's so many subgenres. And I feel like if you would have called that what you guys are doing metalcore 20 years ago, it would have been like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But now like metalcore has kind of got this yeah. whole different definition, you know? Right. And that's what I like. I, I, I we, the shows that we've played have been, have been some of them have been mixed bill shows some of them have been more metal shows some of them have been more hardcore shows and i'm totally cool with that man i think i always say i i i saw this video of um fiddlehead uh, a while ago that um pat flynn was talking about how hardcore is not a sound it's a community it's a way of thinking it's a it, it's 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 brotherhood or sisterhood or whatever that's my whole deal man i love that and that's what uh, that's one of the things that this that's one of the pillars that this band stands on is the fact that like we don't i'll play whatever man because we're all the same we're we're all just like i said before weirdos that like listen to loud music in a basement that's why we're here so how soon after everything came together uh did you guys start like like cutting a demo and playing shows and stuff so we actually recorded the first two songs that we wrote we recorded uh because that's uh, that's nick's deal nick nick loves to put stuff recorded which is fine with me i don't care um so we we we, we started recording pretty quick um and it's it was a couple months before like shows even started up again so it kind of worked out well uh, i think uh, there'll be a bunch of bands like that where we've been playing in a in the garage for two years and haven't been able to play a show yet so i think you're gonna be you're seeing a lot of new bands come out that are seasoned bands but they just haven't played shows yet um but yeah i mean it, it it's we've been playing shows well, I, I can't remember when our first show was uh it was before christmas uh, a couple months before christmas um and then this was our first these shows this weekend was our first show since the beginning of the year um but i think Things are opening back up and we're going to play as much as we can. Yeah. And you guys are doing weekends already. Was that, was that the first weekend you guys have done so far? Or? Yeah. Yeah. That was the first weekend we did. Uh, hopefully we can do some more, man. I mean, we're all, uh, we're all older dudes that have half of us have family. Like, I mean, I, we, we talked before I got family and three kids, man, and a full-time job. Um, as much as I would love to, quit all that stuff and run away and live in the back of a van for months and months and months. Uh, it's just not feasible. <laughs> so we're going to try and make it out. You know, we're going to try and do it as much as we can, uh, try and do some weekend runs, maybe a week here or there. Um, we talked to our label guys about it. Like, you know, we're, we'll, we're going to play out as much as we can, you know, yeah, and speaking to the label, how did that all work out? How did you guys end up hooking up with with the label? It's GGT Records, right? Yeah, GGT Records. Um, so we there's another band out of um, Norfolk or Virginia Beach. I don't know where they claim um, uh, called Mean Jesus, 
uh, and one of my other really, really good friends, Matt, plays in that band. Uh, Matt actually did the uh, artwork for our 7-inch. Um, and uh, I went to one of their shows. They had gotten hooked up with GGT. Uh, and I told, I gave Matt our two songs that we had just recorded. And I was like, hey, give those to those dudes if they're interested. And they immediately hit us up and was like, we'd love to work with you guys, put out a 7-inch. And, I mean, it was a no-brainer uh they're two old hardcore kids just like myself uh they want to put out records um i think we're going to be their third record that they're putting out uh and so they're super early uh record label but i think they're going to make big moves man those dudes are awesome elbert and adam they're out and they're based out of uh seattle um adam is actually from norfolk like the beach area Virginia Beach area, um, but he ended up out in Seattle, and so that's kind of the tie between the two coasts. Uh, but those dudes are rad, man. They've been nothing but support, nothing but love, uh, giving great advice on the songs and the artwork and stuff like that. But not like overbearing or anything like that. They're definitely solid dudes and awesome to work with so far. So, did you guys already have stuff recorded for an EP, or is that something that came after you guys ended up talking with with this label? Yeah, so we had uh, two songs recorded for the for uh, for an EP that's uh, that's out on the sh on streaming platforms now, um, and then uh, we went and kind of touched up those two songs and recorded two more songs for the seven inch. Uh, so there's there's two songs on the seven inch that you can you can only hear if you buy the seven inch. Um, uh, but yeah, and that's kind of where that came from is we went back in and then. Uh, the plan is to go back and record a couple more, uh, maybe in a couple months, uh, and release those just out onto streaming platforms. Uh, music is weird, man. Releasing music is weird because you don't want to just put it all out there because then no one's going to buy the 7-inch, but you also want people to hear the music. So, uh, But we, we made it work where, especially since vinyl's so backed up, um, uh, if, you, if you buy the 7 or pre-order the 7-inch now, uh, you'll get an email with uh, digital downloads of all four songs, uh, the artwork and all that kind of stuff. So you'll have the songs now. Uh, you just won't have the actual physical copy. Uh, I think it's slated to ship out in the summer. Uh, but that's all depends on if Adele wants a bunch more records press, pressed and we get pushed back. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put the link to the pre-order on the, the podcast, obviously. That, that went up pretty recently, awesome. right? Uh, yeah, so Friday we released the pre-order for, uh, for the vinyl. Um, and so we, it, we, the, it was kind of the last-minute push to kind of get that stuff all straight so that we could have that stuff for the weekend, uh, you know, our, our weekend run so that, you know, kids could, kids could buy it if they wanted it. Um, but, yeah. And, and what about the lyrics? I, I get kind of like a modern day kind of, uh, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of, it's pretty self-explanatory of one of the songs, obviously, where, where you're going with that. Like, is, that, <laughs> is, that, is that, is that kind of with what a lot of the record is or, or is that just that? Yeah. Kind of so um, the, I kind of write what's, my lyrics are kind of what's written or what's going on around me. Um, and so like the two songs that are released, um, that you can listen to now are called broken flags and deny, um, broken flags is kind of, uh, about basic nationalism and, uh, 
you know, the, the lyric is you build the walls around the land you've never owned. Like I, I, that's what it's about, man. I mean, it's about, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm sitting here talking like I'm not, I'm, I'm a white male. I, I get it. Uh, don't, don't get, don't get me wrong. Uh, but like it, that's what that's kind of about. Just about, you know, you, you praise this flag that was built on the blood of other people and you don't recognize the people that you're stepping on in front of or on, on top of. Um, and then deny is, uh, denies about the system that's rigged, that's incarcerating people of color and, and discriminating against everyone that's not the status quo, I guess you would say. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, that's just what was going on. It's always been going on, but that was really heavily on my mind when we wrote that. Um, so I'm not really big on like writing about dungeons and dragons and stuff like that. Not that that's not like cool and there's a lane for that, but, uh, I kind of write that and I, some of it's a little bit on the nose. Some of it's, some of it's not, but I'm not a very creative guy. So, so most of it's pretty on the nose, I guess. Well, one thing that I've kind of noticed from doing this podcast and just from people being more open on social media, maybe even since COVID is that there's more for, I don't know what else to call them other than like alt light, like hardcore kids, but I've seen more of them. So I thought it was kind of ballsy for you to like write some lyrics like that, that some of those kids might see and be like, Oh man, you know, like, so I, I don't know if you guys noticed a lot of that there. Like I've, I, I it's not a, a big amount of people within the scene now, but I've, I've seen like some people that have beliefs that I'm just kind of like, Oh, well, okay. You know? Well, so, and I think that's what's been, we've had this discussion as a band a lot about like, we we're not a political band. And I think my big issue is that I, 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 I've, I have some songs about treating people with decent human decency, with treating people with respect, uh, loving people for who they are. And that turns into a political discussion. That's not political. That's just people being human. I don't, I don't understand all of that. Like, oh, well, if you're compassionate toward another person, you're a Democrat. Uh, if you hate everyone, uh, you're a Republican. Nope, that's not how it works. That's that's so silly to me, you know. And I'm not a. We are not a political band. We have different political beliefs inside of our band. Uh, what I don't tolerate is hate, and on either side, you know. So that's it. That's a, always been a big discussion with us. I'm not trying to be a political band by any means. Yeah, it's crazy to me, too, because there's always like those few people that are like, oh, I don't want to make this political, but like they're the ones that, that do make a political, you know, but right. Like, well, that's why I can kind of see like, but it, but it, like I said, it's cool that you were you were able to still be like, oh, fuck it and, and 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 still write those lyrics. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's I, I don't know. I don't I'm, I guess I'm just not afraid of uh, I think we, we had the discussion about, well, what if you're what if you're what if you have. I know Nick had talked to me about like, well, I don't want to offend anybody in the crowd. Uh, deny is about the lyric. One of the lyrics in deny is killing the people made in God's image simply for the color of their skin. Uh, if you're killing people for the color of their skin, I don't want you in my crowd. I don't care if I offend you, you know, 
So I, I, I guess if I offend you, uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I don't know what the, I don't know what the proper response to that is. <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. So kind of like you were saying in this like modern age where you kind of have to keep up with the times with music, like, do you guys have plans to like, like you were saying, like release more music and, and maybe do like a full length down the road or. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so in a couple months, like I said, I think we're going to try and get back in the studio. I, I don't think we're going to do a full length uh, right now. That's not, I don't know if that's really feasible right now. I think uh, I'd like to go back in the studio, record, you know, four or five more songs and just release that as an EP uh, and then maybe do another seven inch uh, later on down the road. Uh, I try not to think too far in the future. Uh, too far in the future is me like retiring and moving to a retirement home because I'm 35 years old. Yeah, it's like once you kind of start to have kids like us and, and get to a certain age, it's hard to really like plan things out. Like even going to like local shows or especially like I'm, I'm within like you were talking about earlier. I'm within an hour pretty much of Syracuse and Buffalo and there's always shows there. And I'm like, I never make it to any of those, let alone half the local shows because either something happens here or it's just been such a long day that, you know what I mean? At that point, it's just, it's so tough now, you know? Right. So You don't want to, you listen to a, a screaming child all day long and then you want to go listen to a screaming adult into a microphone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really tough. And I, you know, I, I definitely obviously value these times and I'm glad to, to be in the position I'm in. But at the same time, there's there's times where, yeah, there's, there's been a couple of shows here recently. And I was just like, man, it's been such a long day. I just want to relax, you know. And Yeah, I totally get that. We I, I've had a super demanding job for the last like 10 years. So like I haven't been like I haven't been able to like play music, go to as many shows as I wanted to. Uh, and just in the last couple of years, I, I got this new gig where like I've been able to go to a ton more shows. I've been able to like rejoin a band and start, you know, uh, singing again. So like everything's starting to like and also like you said your kid was was a lot younger. You know, my kids are I got a 10 year old and eight year old twin. So like they're a little bit more easier to handle. Like I don't feel as bad like leaving mama to go see a hardcore show while I, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. I think I think I'm like a year or so away. Like, there's there's definitely shows coming up that I'm like I have to make it to those. But everything else, it's just like it's all dice roll until that night. Because yeah, like there's yeah yeah my kids are like way younger. Like my daughter's not even a year yet. You know, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember when you would just like look up like an hour before a show like started and be like, I've never heard of any of these bands. I'm just gonna go. <laughs> now you got to like weigh your options and like I don't know, is it worth it? <laughs> I guess what's the what's the plan show wise? Then you guys are just gonna do some stuff here and there, like maybe a couple of weekends, like you said, until the uh, record comes out this summer. Yeah, so we've got um, as of right now. So March 10th, we're playing in Richmond uh, at the bike shop, uh, and then we've got a couple of things that haven't been announced yet that's coming up uh, in April, um, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try and do book a couple more weekends so that we can kind of plant seeds everywhere man and because that to me that was always the way like back in the day that i would try and figure out things do a couple weekends do as many weekends as i could and then i've planted seeds everywhere so that it's a lot easier to do a whole week somewhere uh because uh, I mean, we keep harping on being older and having kids and stuff like that but if i'm going to be gone for a week I i'm not in the position in my life where i could jump in a van and lose 
$200 a day going on tour. I, I need, I need it to be worth my while to be away. Um, not that hardcore is not worth my time, but I think you, you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not trying to live in a Walmart parking lot for a month again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Some things are a lot less enticing when you're like pretty much twice the age that you were when you did them the first time, you know? Right. Yeah. I talked to some guys the other day about like, they were like, is your voice going to be okay doing a weekend like that? I said, it's not my voice that I'm worried about. It's my back and my body. Like if, if I can get my voice to do what my body, or if I can get my body to do what my voice can do, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard enough for me to stand up for like four or five bands at a show. I can't imagine being on stage. <laughs> right. home, you know, um, when you, when you we grunt when we stand up and sit down. Now it sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is uh, man, this is the most I've talked about old man problems on the on this <laughs> podcast in a while. But it's, I know, dude. Uh, the hardcore geriatric hour. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, most of my guests on here, as I'm sure you've seen through the guest log, most of my guests are usually. A little more up there in age so it's it's definitely relatable content for most of my listeners <laughs> so, uh what, what else do you guys got coming up then just the record pretty much and then uh writing more stuff pretty much yeah record shows man i mean that's 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 what it's all about i, I think i mean i don't know uh yeah that's it man i don't no music videos no uh world tours uh nothing yet nothing on the horizon we'll see what falls in our lap that would be cool yeah, I guess that's what I was gonna ask you about the video thing. It seems like they're more accessible for bands to make these days. You guys haven't talked about like like hitting somebody up about one or anything yet? Dude, we're so ugly. No one wants to see a video of us. Um, now, I think, uh, so our show in Virginia Beach, um, a guy filmed it, uh, the dude's YouTube channel is called Inflamed Drumming. Uh, he kind of films a lot of the sets uh, around Richmond and. Uh, uh, Virginia Beach. So hopefully he gets that out in the next couple uh, days or something like that. So that that'll be available. You can look us up and actually see uh, what the band's all about, I guess, uh, and see our live show. Um, but yeah, as far as like shooting a music video, I don't know. I mean, it it might be cool. It seems like with these days with bands, like the live videos, at least like especially with like Hate Five Six, obviously, like it, it just right. like it's more influential like like i mean i know for me like i don't make it down to like we i live probably six hours away from philly so i don't make it down to a lot of those shows and it's, it's, so it's always cool to see what he has on there so i know that i know there's other like video channels and content out there like i think about doing like stuff like that with this sometimes like trying to get it on youtube because it seems like it's like another platform to to like just you know like get, get more people like more of an audience i guess for whatever you do you know be it your band or this podcast or whatever you know do I mean, well, think about like just these last two years, man. I mean, I've watched more filmed sets. Like, I think I've gone through like all of Hate Five Sixes, 197 or 187, or whatever it is. Uh, like, all those videos, man, I've gone through their whole library, man, just because I haven't been able to go to a show uh, and no one has. And so I think that's going to stick around for a little bit because I think it gives, I think it gives people an opportunity to actually see what a band is sounds like live and what they act like live. Um, because I mean, I've gone to a lot of shows where, you know, you listen to the, to the album and it's good. And then you go to the live show and it's just trash, man. Uh, so I think this is, I think that's a good thing. I think, I think it is, I think it'll get more people out to shows 
um, because it gets more the excitement built up with it, I think. I mean, I would think a band like Turnstile would probably, like, I wouldn't say that they owe a lot to him, but, like, his videos definitely were out there, and that's probably how a lot of people found out about them. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Like, it made it more accessible for sure. Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, it's just, that, it's, a, it's a totally different age. Like, that's, I mean, that's, that goes back to what you and I were talking about before. Like, you know, I, I think about, like, when I was, like, 20 or 21, and, and the, the, the way things were run in the scene were a lot different now, and it's, like, trying to, to market things for for lack of a better word it's just it's a lot more difficult to to kind of navigate around oh, it sometimes you know dude you're telling me I, this is my first band that i've been in in like like i said like 10 years dude it's a whole it's a whole different scene everything's different we didn't have like my old bands weren't on weren't worried about streaming numbers or views or likes or anything like that uh it's foreign language to me man so i'm trying to like navigate how to how to run this whole thing with like booking shows and getting shows and stuff like that it used to be i mean i'm from like way back in the day like myspace stuff where you would like message people like that i mean i guess that still hasn't that hasn't changed too much about messaging people for shows but like it's it's you know they who headlines the band the who headlines the show isn't the best band it's who's got the most likes on instagram uh, those people have the most social following, so they're going to headline this show. That's it's wild, man. It's crazy. Yeah, things like I said, things are definitely a lot different, and it, it's just like I said. Sometimes I I wonder if I'm like uh, just living in a different world. You know, I, I try to figure out how to market, or for like for lack of a better word, how to market this podcast. Sometimes, and I'm like, you know, I hope I'm doing things right, basically. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, see, I mean, I, the the good. I I still think that a good craft is still going to outweigh the bullshit for lack of a better word. I mean, I, I think, I mean, if, if you write good music or if you have good interviews like you're doing, man, I think, I think that stuff will shine. Uh, I mean, as bright as it can, I don't, I, I hopefully, I mean, especially in the hardcore and punk community, hopefully they see through the bought likes and the bought and like the, paid promotional ads for your posts and stuff like that uh, i don't plan on ever doing that kind of stuff but yeah yeah no it's definitely it's uh, it's weird because i see a lot of a lot of ads on my thing now for events that are happening like not and even in my state and i'm like i don't understand how this whole thing works with them buying the ads <laughs> and advertising to rochester so it's, it's weird that's what instagram will ask us like when we post something it's like do you want to pay for this to reach more people I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the whole thing that yeah, the whole thing gets really, really tricky at that point. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, anything we didn't really touch on, or if you want to plug the record again and the, the label and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, go uh, hit up GGT Records. Uh, you said you're gonna post the link for the. Uh, you can pre-order our seven inch. Uh, it's super limited quantities. Uh, we're trying to keep the quantities that we're gonna order low so that we can get them out quicker. Um, and so there's gonna be, there's, there'll be, I think the first hundred are gonna be variants. Um, I don't know if we've already sold those hundred or not, but um, if, if you can go buy one, uh, if you like uh, hardcore that's super metallic, or if you like metal that's super hardcore, uh, we're the band for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it would be awesome to, uh, if you guys bought that stuff or, and if you don't buy the record, 
uh just go listen to the songs uh give us a give us a like or a follow on instagram or whatever like that which is heavy as the head va um i think that's it man shout out uh, our label mates mean jesus um go 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 give them a listen to also uh the singer on our seven inch um on the song riches uh matt uh the singer from contact is on that so if you get a second to listen to contact from richmond they're those dudes are incredible they're doing big things too man so shout out to all the friends man all right i think that's gonna wrap up this episode uh, i want to thank kendall for doing the interview uh, as always thank you thank josh yeah no problem man like i said it was a little a little uh a little work getting together but having kids i think you understand how that goes so no worries dude easy going man easy going <laughs> uh and also thanks to rob antonucci greg benoit and, and jim Byrne for always helping with the podcast uh like i said in the beginning i got a bunch of other episodes coming up so just keep your eyes on the website and instagram for more information uh thanks again everybody see everybody real soon and stay safe <laughs>